How do everyone? Yes, welcome back to the Potty Mouth Garden Club. Yes, nice to be. It, it sharp comes round, boy. Does it come round, man? We've just—it's just show notes and everything like that. It, it takes so, so not so long, but it's just we're here again, and it's fab because it's a lovely little place to be. So, house cleaning as when? Don't forget, the Discord is there for you. It is a home from home when the when the Potty Mouth's not on. It is there for you to kind of jump in and join in. And we're going to have a competition in there as well soon as well. So keep an eye out for that one. Don't forget the questions. This is this is important. Type a, a capital Q and just get your questions, you know, type it in after that capital Q. Then I'll be able to kind of find that and I'll not be kind of running out of content. What else we got? Fridays is the secret, and it's a good one this week. We've had a, a nice little chat. We've got Jess back from Plot 37, so it's nice to see Jesse. We've been chatting away there as well. This is where that competition will be in the Discord. So all you got to do is click that little button, down the, the blue one down the bottom, and that'll get you into the competitions when they're going on. What else we got? Don't forget to subscribe. That would be absolutely fantastic. I think we've got more than 1,600. I think we're actually over 2,000 there now, which is really sweet. And, yes, the final, the podcast. If you would be so kind as the podcast, let's subscribe to that. Let us meet everyone. There you go. Hello. 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 Right, Jesse, before we go any further, I've got a job for you. Right, let me just, <laughs> yes, Green's Grown Local has offered, let me just zoom in there, to give away a micro-green kit, one of these micro-green kits, to all, to, to the live chat today. So, Jesse, if you would be kind enough to pick someone at the end of the day from the live chat, who you think's cool, who thinks, you know, done some work, and then we'll get a micro-green kit for them as well so that's one job jess thank you very much <laughs> right now Stephen. <laughs> hello are, sir are you well are you good yes very well thank you very right, well very right. happy today what's um what's the weather like anything good or, or not or i don't know your weather app not working well it's it's to be honest this is the coldest day steve then um i think i'm away cooking now it's 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 summer or it's spring. What? <laughs> well, I, yeah. Well, I heard you say, Steve, to be honest, because I think um, JB mentioned in our chat as well that his temperature has been really good. You know what I mean? So it's, yeah. it's quite nice. But you're saying don't be fooled. Don't be fooled false. by this. We're still in winter. Yeah, it's false False spring. I mean, spring, I think, starts. It's either the second or third week in March. And meteor, meteor. You know, by the weather, people, meteorologically, <laughs> Logical, I yes. think it's March, the start of March, so somewhere around then. We're still in winter, it's official, and February is also winter. So, Do, do you not spring. think, though, Steve, may, maybe it might be a little bit different this time? I know, we're, you know what I mean, we've kind of we've got to, you know, stick to kind of the, the history of things, but we've had such a weird year last year, the chances are it might be a little bit strange. It could be, it, we never know, and, and that's as garden as we, we plan for it, you know. I mean, I've held off on a lot of my sowings this year for various reasons, um, but I'll be starting again, you know, very, very soon, and then it's all guns blazing. Because, really, I mean, you're looking at sort of seven or eight weeks, and then it is spring, then the temperatures are warm, and then it's time to get things planted out, but under cloches, you know, just mm -hmm. in case. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So... You've got to start thinking that way. I mean, I know lots of people have already been sowing a lot of things. I say I've just held off slightly this year because I got caught a couple of times last year. So I'm just hedging I've, me bets a lot. I've sown all my chilli seeds, man. The 50, I think it's the 50th or the 12th of January, yeah. man. Do you know what I mean? So this, I have sowed a second batch of red onions to be just to be safe. You know, have your wise words. Just keep on sowing. So yeah. I haven't been up for a few days. So well, you, you're impatient. You can't hang on. If you've got a packet of seeds there, don't. You'll be looking at them from the corner of your eye, and you'll be thinking, <laughs> you know, "I've got to get them into some compost quick." <laughs> you you're know so what impatient. it is, though. It's 
it's every year it's like this, and I don't know if it's because of the YouTube thing or not, but they start off lovely, and yet you, they do just like they always seem to be the poorest ones. Eventually, one you know, once you kind of, and even yeah. you remember when we were talking about the tomatoes, Steve, and you're saying yeah. take them side shoots off. Them yeah. side shoot tomatoes were better than me main tomatoes. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like, that happens. That happens. Uh huh. Yeah, it so, can happen. I mean, as I say, I've said this a few times on my channel, uh, even on here on Potty Mouth, we never used to sow a seed. And what's the old expression? You don't sow until May is out. And what that means, there's a couple of things. Until you're in May or the May blossom is out on the trees. Um, so anyway, it all transcribes to around about May. And we never used to sow seeds until May. There's only a couple of things, onions and and a few bits and bobs right, like that, right. but but mostly most of our sowing was done in May, and you just got a rocket at the start, and you still got crops anyway. Mm -hmm. It's mad. Ah, that was uh, before the wars, wasn't it? Then <laughs> which one? Ah, yes, yes, <laughs> all of them. He says, <laughs> "JB, nice to have you here, sir. Are you, are you good? Are hello, you well? Hello. I'm very well, thank you. Very good. well. Is is the greenhouse finished? Yeah." <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what it is? Though? All this is going to come back to haunt me. Do you know what I mean? All this skit. Because <laughs> yeah. I'm going to yes. get. Do you know what I mean? It's yeah, going to be brutal for me. I'm going to lose my temper. There's going to be pain smash. It's not going to be pretty. So how how are you doing with it? I was there this evening. I was Ooh. there this evening, Tony. And um, I still need to get some of the glass. Um, I filmed a little update for Wednesday. Um, a bit unusual, but there's going to be a little greenhouse update on Wednesday. And I think pretty much all the prep is done now. So it is just a case of getting the glass and then glazing it. So once <laughs> and that... then, to be fair, I do want to do work inside, like making beds. Yeah, but that's not. That's not. That's not. So once that glass is in, Jibby, that's it. It's done. The doors on. It slides. Everything like that. All the kind of. It should do. Does the door slide do. now? I've, do you know, I've not actually <laughs> tested it. It should. It should. Like, I remember putting my dad's up. I remember putting my dad's up, and it was like, oh, it looks fair. You know what I mean? Like, what Steve we talked about before there, Steve said, got to get it straight, got to get it square. I remember, and it was just like, oh, oh, oh. you know what I mean? It was like a little bit janky. So, yeah, my current one is like that. It's not good. So, fingers crossed. Jesse. How are you doing, lass? How are you doing? Nice to have you here again. Oh, fantastic. Are you good? I, uh, I'm good. At the beginning, the, right at the beginning of this, when you were, when you were giving me instructions, uh, my computer decided to open YouTube on 20 channels, so I just had your voice <laughs> echo. The whole I thought you seemed a little bit kind of rabbit in headlights. So. <laughs> And then people in the chat are saying, no pressure, Jesse. And I'm like, oh, my God, what's he asked me to do? So, so do, you know yeah. what, do you know what I've asked you to do? No idea. Right, right. Well, we'll do it again then. So, <laughs> I should have picked somebody else. Pretty, <laughs> so, Jess, yeah. grown, Ian over at Grown Local has yeah. do, is going to give away as a competition one of these micro green kits because... We've tried them all, and they're just fabulous, to be honest. So there's a link actually on my on the on the show notes and the, and the actual on the, the the thing as well, the live thing. But if you can pick a comment, Jess, okay, out of all of like you know tonight or when we're finished, somewhere around when we're finished, someone who's been active, who's been you know a top dog, a good sport, you pick a winner, and then we'll try and work out how to get that micro greens kit. Okay. And I think Ian said as well he's going to throw in some seeds as well. So, oh, ah. round of applause for for Ian there. At let me just put you this. This is my little page, by the way. If you just want to pop, like I say, get your seeds because we'll be talking about seeds as well. So, I've got my seeds, and this is I think I mentioned this. This is the one that rosewood that we've been talking about. But we're also the parsnip challenge is coming. I don't know when it's going to start, but these are the ones, Gladiator F1s. So if you get your Gladiator F1 parsnips, and then, I mean, you'll, unfortunately, you'll not be able to beat me because I will have the, the best parsnip. You know what I mean? I'll kick that, I'll kick that old boy in the touch man with my methods. <laughs> <laughs> Jess, have you seen what I've got here? These are, remember the tomato? Now, can you see that? 
These are those black Trefelli tomatoes. Oh, yeah. So I've got some of them as well. So I'm quite. Someone mentioned in the comments there. So I only get ten seeds. So I don't want to drop them when I've grown when I kind of get them. In the back. <laughs> yeah. Where did you get yes. your? Or did you keep yours, Jess? Your black Trefellis? Are yours from a previous growings, or, or do you buy them from somewhere else? Uh, I always got them from Pentland. Is it right? No, Pennards. Pennards. Sorry. All oh, right, right. Oh, hello. Hey, that wasn't like that. <laughs> it's not that sort of a show. <laughs> Excuse me, bigger. <laughs> oh dear. Uh, right, I tell you what, we'll just we'll keep to the we'll keep to the four the basic four pattern. I was telling everyone I've I've got oh, a new I've got a new update. Right, you bloody new update, man. And it's, it's, it's just, I should have tested. I should have tested that uh, at first. Right? How do we go? Where do we go from here? Um, I'm not sure. <laughs> we go from here. I nearly just choked on my drink. Everything is professional, right? I'm gonna, I'm gonna crack on. I, I'm just gonna ignore everything. So, tomatoes, tomatoes. Yes. That's yeah. Where, where did you get them from then, Jess? Uh, Pennards. Pennards. Pennards, right. Because yeah. I don't think I got mine from there because I looked around for them. So it's tomato, Japanese black trefelli. Is that how you pronounce it, is it? I mean, I do. But right. I... <laughs> well, that's, um, <laughs> and I've also got, Jess, as well, I've got my cucumber started. It's about see a big as well there. Yes, yeah, so I've done my cucumber. And I've got my notepad, Jess. Because you always come up with something and I've got to write it down, so <laughs> there you go. <laughs> right. We will jump to I'm just actually these are an old questions from last week. Steve kindly pulled them off. Now Andrew Hodgson is saying, Has anyone tried the Berkeley compost method? Now I hadn't heard of the Berkeley compost method, but I did have a little kind of Google search about if I can just find my mouse there and pull it up. I don't know if it's like a, just like a, a fast, wait, well, it says there, actually, composting in 18 days. Do you know yeah, what I mean? So, yeah. Steve, that must be even faster than your hot bin kind of thing, this Berkeley method, is it? It is, but you've got to be attentive to it. You, you've you've really got to be on the ball with your composting. So, you know, your standard things like uh, everything cut up small, preferably. Um, you want a high carbon content I think it's something ridiculous, like 80 or 90% carbon. So loads of bark, twigs, uh, cardboard, that sort of thing, leaves, a lot of that sort of stuff. Uh, but then you've still got to have the nitrogen to produce the heat and grass clippings are a brilliant one for that. You know all that compost I pulled out of my home composter? Yes. Now, all that is going to be bark lead in my polytunnel. As soon as I can cut some grass here, as soon as it's dry enough, cut some grass I'm going to do that in the polytunnel because I've now got beds free. So because you leave it for, I think it's four or five days, and then once the heat's built up, you break the pile apart and you put the outside on the bottom, then the outside from the other side on the top, and you stack it because you're mixing it then. Right, and then right. every, every two days from then until it's finished, you're turning it. Right. Turning the whole pile to a new, a new position. It's not that bad. It's just a, you know, it's five minutes with a fork. It warms you up on a winter's day. And you get it's, compost well, at the I, end I, of it. I have struggled turning me, me kind of long haul compost, never mind the hot bean compost or the, this uh, Berkeley method. Like I said, first I've heard of it. JB, have you heard of it? I have. Steve told me about it once. <laughs> We've all heard about it in the WhatsApp, Tony. You've just forgotten. I just, well, I, he, does, I just, he doesn't read it. The WhatsApp it now is getting, is getting too too fast for us. This old fella can't keep up with you kids. <laughs> the kids on, on WhatsApp are just great. <laughs> so have you even thought about doing it, JB, or not? Or? I think you need you need quite a lot of material as well, don't you, Steve, to get all of yeah. that heat and everything going, the whole process kick-started. Yeah. Um, and for me on the allotment, it's always kind of drips and drabs just going on the top. It's a slow compost. Mm-hmm. 
at my plot. There's there's things I can do to improve it in terms of moisture. There's no pressure for me with like a slow combust. You just like it's easy. It works. Yeah, yeah. You can do it once a year. That's kind of. Jess, Mm. what's your view on on the kind of? Have you heard of the Berkeley method, or do you do fast composting? I don't do fast compost. No, it's really slow. Uh But we get we get like probably two compost, two full compost bins of end end product every year. So kind of works out all right mm-hmm. we're never ever going to produce enough to actually <laughs> you know mm. furnish the allotment so you just kind of make what you can really yeah well to be honest i like the, like you say that kind of just to put it in and then eventually you you, you know what i mean it, it sinks as, it, as you go through the year then cap it off and then it's you know i mean you've got that first year of like nothing you know what I mean? Wait, if you start now, there's a combo. You know what I mean? Getting your combos, you've got nothing. We turn it. We do turn it quite a lot. What was that? What was that? Just? We, just, uh, we do turn it quite a lot. Right. So, with you know, from one bin to another, and after about six months, it is ready to go. I remember you seeing Jess as well, and it was like a it was like a lightning bolt because oh, you said like I wish we could kind of you know get your compost, you get your homemade compost, put it on your beds. And get that first season, that first scythe of weeds off in a way. And I was like, do you know what? I've always fought with that. Like, like worried, like, my compost, I'm not doing it right. I'm not doing it right. I thought, thinking, do you know what? Everyone gets these weed, just like blanket covers. And I was like, oh, don't, don't fret about it, Tony. Do you know what I mean? Don't just kind of just take them off. And, and from there, Jess, from then, just done it. Yeah. Thank you very much. <laughs> As an, as an aside to that, if anyone wants to actually go and look it up, if you look up a guy called Richard Perkins on YouTube, he's a, he's a bit of a no-dig gardener. He's in, on the continent. I forget it's either Sweden or Finland. I can't remember which. But he talks on one of his composting videos about using a similar method to the Barclay method where they used to put animals in the middle of it. You know, obviously dead ones, of course, you know. <laughs> When the whole the whole thing would cut. compost down, yeah, the whole thing would compost down. There'd be absolutely no trace at the end of it. That's how hot those piles get, and how efficient they are that they can dispose of a whole uh-huh. dead animal in there, which is quite incredible, really. Well, there you go. The the, the Berkeley hot compost, and like you say, Steve, that that's got to be faster than your bin. Like we're talking like eighteen days there, you know, the hot bin. So. But it, it, it does seem like, isn't it, like this rush to get your compost. It's almost like stressing to get your compost done in like such a quick time. When if you just step back and just let it go, get get it. It's ready at the end of the year when you want it. You know what I mean? That's the time you want but it. But it's no stress. That's the thing. It's mm-hmm. you know, it's just a bit of work. I mean, if you think about it, you're doing no dig now, so you're not digging anymore. Why not put the work somewhere else to hey, your benefit? Hey. hey. Give yourself. <laughs> <laughs> right let me just pick this Andrew is here let me just get Andrew's little question evening everyone I plan on planting a few varieties of potatoes Charlotte Kestrel Lady Christie what is the best way of spreading out the harvest spread out the planting or through storage Stephen Ooh. I'll come to you there because you're a storage man with your potatoes because even yeah. in this massive failure that I had and you had a little one you're still manage to store some so what's what do you think your the best method is store them definitely i don't think you can spread a potato harvest only by sort of doing first earlies earlies and main crops and of course you know mentioned on a previous live cast about starting some seed potatoes early in the greenhouse for just a, um, about a week or so week or two before your main crops come in you mm-hmm. The first year, first early is coming, I meant, sorry. I think as well, you've, Steve, you know, you've got that kind of, it always like you get everything planted and, and time's never on your side. So your, your potatoes are just left in the ground. So that maybe like two weeks early, grabbing a, a, a quick plant might not work at the end when you're hard, you know what I mean? There's something come up and mm. then. So I, I think storage probably the base yeah. knees, you know what I mean? Yes. JB, anything to add to that, sir? No, I think it's a good point. I th- I've always struggled with potato storage, and uh, they they don't last too long. And I think the issue has always been they've kind of gone in a kitchen cupboard, and I think it's just too warm, right? Yeah. That's my my question to you <laughs> today. Is that is that what it is? Is it yeah, warm definitely. in the house? I think it's what I want to do this year is build something in the conservatory, 
because that's nice and cool, but it's only cool after kind of September, November, um, because it, it sort of gets a bit of sun in, in the end of the day, and then it gets way too hot, obviously. But if I could build something that kind of m made sure there was no light getting in, um, and then that might be a good place to store them where it's cooler. Jess, any, any thoughts on that? About With me, personally, I never get enough potatoes to kind of last... Do you know what I mean? They kind of just go in the potato bin and then they're used before. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I have tried storing them, uh, but my main problem is always everywhere I've got that's cool enough to store them, there's rodents, and then they get... Yeah, they right. get so uh, happens every time. So now I just eat them. <laughs> would you... Have you got somewhere in your house where, like, you know, Steve was saying where it is kind of cool where you could keep them? Because it's exactly like that in what JB's mentioned for me. It's like... When you want to store them, it's too warm. Do you know what I mean? There's nowhere yeah. kind of decent. We've got like, a, like where we would store potatoes that you buy, you know, or vegetables that you get from the um, shop. We've got like a walk-in larder type thing. But it's right kind of in the centre of the house. It's under the stairs, so it's hot all the time. Our conservatory out the back, like JB was saying, it gets cool at night. But in the daytime, the temperature just rockets mm. up. Mm -hmm. It's south-facing. And then we've got a shed at the back, which does stay really cold, but it's full of mice. So it's like, just eat them. <laughs> yeah. Well, like I say, storage then, I suppose, is the best way. But what we will see. I've got a question from Jedi Lurker is mentioned. How do you prevent foxes from using your bed as a toilet? Now, I've probably only had one instance of a... And this is someone... I think in comments mentioned, I found a like a full egg in one of my beds, in one of my kind of beds, and they said it was a fox that had put it. I mean, it was a fox. It wasn't broken or anything. It was GMB. Sorry, I was thinking. I was like, foxes don't lay eggs. What are you talking about? <laughs> How well, do you know? They mentioned it like, like someone an animal's put it. This is not. It's just falling down around me. Yes, this today. But I mean, surely you've heard JB about foxes burying eggs. Is, am I am I right here? Or has someone just been? Do they do that? Maybe they do. Stevie, Steve, Stevie's shaking his head. So he, yes, Stephen, put a bit of sensibility. These kids, will you? For God's sake, <laughs> do foxes really lay eggs? <laughs> <laughs> no, they will bury them and come back for them later. Generally, if there's too many to carry. Uh, for them, they'll, they'll eat one and take one home for the young or whatever and bury the rest um, but the, the, the best way to stop foxes coming into your garden is okay, it's not pleasant, but pee on your boundaries right and that'll stop them coming in right but only Jess, if you're a territory. Jess, would you do that? Well, yeah, get your chap to do it for you be a man, it doesn't work if you're a bird right that's how so I've been <laughs> trying to recruit, but it's not going so well. <laughs> do, do you get foxes then, Jess? Yeah, we do. Right. Uh, and what kind of what damage would they do? Well, they they dig a lot. Um, they dig stuff up and they bury things like eggs and such. Not, but the I find if you leave one of your gardening gloves out in a bed, they will poo on it, just perfectly placed. <laughs> and uh, so then that's, that's just rude. Happy. Time we leave a glove out when we come back, it's got a present on top, oh. <laughs> which is you know, charming. Easy to clear up, but but not ideal. <laughs> mind you, when if I ever go out with the dogs and the and the rule in foxes, oh no, oh, man, it's like straight it? into the yard. You know what I mean? The hose pipes <laughs> on full blast. All the kind of dog grooming products are coming out to try and no. it's just like. <laughs> When you, because I travel about like say a half a mile to the dog walk place, and it's like, oh, oh, in the car coming back, you know what I mean? Oh, and like one dog's rubbing against it, so you've got to watch the three of them. Do you know what I mean? Because they come out of the car, and it's like, oh, oh. lovely, lovely. Oh dear. Right. The people around the boundaries. I mean, from ex like a small amount of experience, it does seem to work. Yeah. I think if they were really determined, they would they would just ignore it. But if there's like options of where to go, they're going to not go for mm -hmm. that option. So, yeah. There you go. Thanks. <laughs> Never heard of that. To be honest, but you know what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. Um, 
Right. Right, Matthew is asking, Matthew Eifler, Eifler, what fruit veg would you want to grow but you can't due to this climate, I guess our climate, UK there? Well, the one that I can't grow is that Chinese bloody cabbage. I've tried for a few, number of years there now, so that's mine. Never, yes, I've got failures with like, well, most most veg I've had failures with. There's a, a one big long list. But the one I would like to, to get is Chinese cabbage. JB, is there, is there a certain veg that kind of is beyond your reach? I'm just thinking, I don't know if you can blame your Chinese cabbage failures on, on climate. Can you, like, um, there was a person the other day on, on the Discord. Did you see theirs? It was amazing. It was, like, some of the best I've ever seen. Um, so <laughs> I think you might be able to get it yet, Tony. Don't well, give up hope. Tried long enough. JB, honestly, I've tried a few. And... Well, the the winter, the frosts have knocked mine. Do you know what I mean? The, like the, yeah. the outside leaves go a bit kind of mm, just yuck, and the inside start to fail. But maybe it's maybe it's just maybe you've got that. I've got that touch. You know what I mean? Maybe <laughs> the greenhouse. If, maybe yeah, the greenhouse will save you. Yeah. Is there anything, yeah. JB, that you're kind of would just love to kind of? I was uh, trying to. Th- I'm not 100 percent sure because if if we can't grow it in this country, it's not really something I've thought about if you know what i mean um there are some that i would really love to try i know i think jesse you have a peach tree don't you um, uh, and i was quite some apricot that's yeah it. um is it pe- i would love to do peaches but i'm assuming yeah. they need a yeah well there's so somebody on peaches. our site there's somebody on our site that has the most incredible peach tree just really right masses of them perfect they're just wonderful yeah, really nice. Mm. How big, did you see? You've got apricot tree, Jess. Have you? How yeah. how big does that grow? Does it does it take over? Or? It would be quite big, but I've got it. I give it a really good chop back every year, and it's right. about say, maybe ten foot, and I just keep it to that and hack it back. And you get and a good. Do you get a good them because they get disease in them really quick. But right, right. Do you get I a good can't. chop from them, Jess? Huge, absolutely huge. Right, right. Only one year. Uh, we didn't get anything, and that's because, because they flower so early. Um, it's funny oh, because yeah. they flower really, really early, but it just so happens that where we are, where they flower, it's still really cold, but they get pollinated, and then it's only after that that we get a cold snap, but it's once the flowers have already gone, and it doesn't damage the fruit. It's only if we have that cold snap just like a week earlier, and the flowers are only just coming out that it gets got, Otherwise, we can have frost way after that, and they it still fruits. So Good. it's just like it's just like a. a right. Sometimes they get it wrong, but it's only actually happened to us once that we that we all got taken out. But yeah, yeah we get absolutely. Our freezer is full of like halved apricots. It's just brilliant. Excellent. Oh, that's lush. Did you did you plant it, Jess, or was it there? No, um, the guy, there was an allotment above us um, and he was there for years and years and years. And when he left, he said, take whatever you want from my plot before it gets handed over. And so we just went and dug this tree up and it had been in the ground. It must have been at least 10 years. It was quite well established. And we just like, yeah, dragged it over and planted it. It didn't (laughs) survive. It did. It was perfect. Absolutely brilliant. It's trooper. Tough little thing. (laughs) Right, look at this, Steve, uh, Mark's asking, this is the great, this is exactly my question I was asking behind, before the show started. Is it possible to move a greenhouse in one go without dismantling if you have a big van? If you have a van big, oh God. <laughs> so I'm guessing there's no glass, so I'm guessing it's just, surely it's not going to be the glass as well, but it must be just the frame <laughs> under the back of the van in a way. Would you recommend it, Stephen? I wouldn't recommend it, but I mean, if you can get four blokes and a couple of bits of wood underneath it to support it, then you could put it on like a flatbed trailer, I suppose. Um, But I mean, it's just as easy to take apart and they come down fairly easily into sides and roof roof bits. Well, I wouldn't advise. I would certainly wouldn't advise it, and definitely don't do it with a glass in it. Definitely not. Yeah. Well, we'll, we'll ask our resident greenhouse expert. <laughs> so, <laughs> I, 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 whenever I've moved them, I've tried to keep them as 
together as possible um, because it, it, when you're in the back of someone's garden, <laughs> you know, if you're like dismantling it, you really don't want to be there any longer than you have to be. So um, all of those nuts and bolts that fuse, I just, <laughs> just leave them, forget about them, deal with it when it's on your plot. And um, the less dismantling you do, the kind of the easier it is to put together. But um, yeah, certainly not not with glass. No, 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 with glass. JB, so you know when you kind of came for yours and you got yours from from like that garden, did you just take like the because when I'm reading the instructions, you know, you put up the back, you put up the sides, yep. you put up the door. Did you just take it like that, or did you take it all down, kind of? Yeah, no, no, just so I had the four, well, the two sides, the front right. and the back, and I left the kind of roof. All the rafters they kind of came off because they're just gullies, so they slip off. But um, yeah, like the main sides. They go a bit wobbly. wobbly. <laughs> they lose their structural integrity, but um, yeah. It's fine. How did you? How did you actually get it to your plot, Jerry? Man with a van, fifty quid on Facebook. Right. Thank you very much. There you go. Happy days. Jess, have you got a green greenhouse? Right. Yeah. Did you? Was it up there before you got, or did you put it up? You and Mum put uh, it up. Or? We had uh, we had one before. Uh, it was a sh- it was a shorty, you know, so like this normal height, but like quite shallow. Um, and we're right next to a school boundary. And at the time, the school was a difficult school, and the kids just used to throw things and like try and smash our glass. So the school actually ended up <laughs> buying a new greenhouse for us eventually, and uh, we got a bigger one. <laughs> it's excellent. Um, but we moved it to the other side to the other side of the plot. But yeah, it came as like brand new kit. Right. And we have got masses of glass. Every time I see JB like um, not having glass, we've got stacks of it behind. But I've got no way of getting it to you. Like <laughs> it's just it won't just, be the right size either. I keep like hearing thinking I'm sure we could use that, but it's like <laughs> so how, how, how have you got all that glass left then, Jess? Well, I can't actually remember why we've got so much glass, but we've got like enough to do a whole other greenhouse. There's just masses of it, and it's. Just like stacked in sheets behind, <coughs> behind. Oh. But it's like you were saying earlier, Tony, about um, the space behind your greenhouse and not wanting to waste it. Where are our greenhouse is, we've got about a meter and a half behind it, and it's just wasted space. Like, mm-hmm. I can't. I, I keep trying to do something with it, but it's just like right in the, in the back, and there's nothing. Well, there. that's exactly. I mean, with me though, it's like the further it comes back so there's more space, the closer it's getting to me back door. You know what I mean? Where they're kind of, that's the, the kind of wood. But I've got but one we, of those, like, short so ones. We did it, like, we moved it away from the edge so that light would get in on all sides. But actually, I don't know whether that was such a good idea. <laughs> right. So. It's stressful for us. <laughs> they're so the easy. Mark. Greenhouses are just so easy to put together. They're no stress. It's <laughs> just really great. <laughs> <coughs> Mark, there you go then. Maybe not. Maybe not. Question for Stephen here from Let's Grow Home. For Steve, at our community allotment, we had communal polytunnel put up by the put up, but the condensation is something else. It actually rains on you after you open the door. Any suggestions, Stephen? Yeah, I've got two suggestions. One, which is one that I do when I walk into my big polytunnel in the morning in the growing season, is I kick the door frame so I don't get rained on. That that will release all the condensation from the plastic. And then I open both doors at both ends. But now, of course, last season, I fitted vents to my polytunnel doors. So I've got one at either end now so that condensation doesn't build up anymore. So there's no, no with them events, Steve. There's no condensation at all now. Kind of, it's much reduced. Yeah, um, I didn't, I didn't really notice, to be <laughs> fair. But they were fitted about halfway through the season last year, I think, uh, and it was much reduced because as soon as the sun was coming up at like four o'clock in the morning, uh, it was ventilated, and by the time I rock up at eight o'clock, nine o'clock in the morning, um, it's all sorted, you know. Right. So, yeah. Right. Kick the door frame before you walk in and then ventilate. Uh-huh. And if you can, get some greenhouse vents and fit them to your doors or a window somewhere. Jess, any thoughts on condensation? Because I know I get it in, in mine, but not to the point where it's kind of almost tropical raining on. You know what I mean? You can kind oh, of, you touch I've, the got, I've got a tropical rain set up. 
It's only a small, it's only a small polytunnel, but it is, and it is just kick the door frame when you go in. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's good. Uh, but no, we've got um, I've got two windows at either end to try and get a draft through, but I've covered them in an Enviromesh. Um, so in the middle of the summer, it does it does like yes. uh, have a really good draft through it, but um, when you close it up, it yeah, it's pretty it's mm-hmm. pretty soft in there. We have David Scully is got a little question here, which is, this is my first winter with a greenhouse and my grapevine and a few other plants seem to be going mouldy. Any tips? Mouldy Ventilation. Grapevine. Is it? Is that Ventil- the gold kind of lock? Ventilation again. Right. There you go. Kick there. <laughs> it's, it's tricky this time of year, isn't it? Because you, you kind of want things to be cosy and warm. Mm. But yeah. even in a greenhouse, you just got to ventilate it. Well, that's JB. I mean, it's exactly that. You know, the, the daughters coming in, saying they're in this rented property, and it's like there's mould coming in, and but you've got to open the windows, but you've got to have the heat on. Do you know what I mean? The kind of, and then yeah. it's just costing a fortune, and it's just happens in, it happens in the <laughs> in the house as well. You know, you kind of kick your foundations. Yeah. Right. Let me see. A question from from last week. Stephen Kelly has said, Hi folks, last summer I grew carrot fly resistant carrots fly away. Mm. I've harvested them in autumn and stored them in compost, but they went rotten after three weeks. Is this normal for carrots? Now, Steve, you, you've actually did your carrots, didn't you? You kind of stored them. So I stored mine in a, in a clamp here. Yeah. What's, what's going on with Stephen then? After three weeks, they went rotten. I don't know, to be honest. Um, maybe they were put away too wet. There might have been too much moisture in the compost. Um, the only other thing I can think of is the carrots that were stored away too close to each other. One of them got a bit moulded. It might have been bruised before it went into storage, went a bit mouldy, and that sent it right through all of the stored carrots. It's difficult to say, really, without seeing you know, pictures and that to get a sense of it. Well, is I, it, would is suspect, it... I would suspect damp, sort of, too moist to compost, or, yeah. Right. So as a, as a non-storer here, you see if, if there's like one carrot's kind of monkey, it'll just keep on spreading right the way through? If it's touching the next carrot to it, yeah. So right. That's why they always say, you know, with storing potatoes, if you can, not to have them touching and Always check on them once a week. Take out any mouldy ones, any that are looking a bit dodgy. Just just keep a check on them. You know, it mm-hmm. takes you five minutes to do, but it's the same with storing apples. You don't you don't store them right next to mm-hmm. each other. You store, wrap them up and keep them separate. It's just to stop mould spreading. Jess, any any thoughts on that? Is that? I mean, no. I guess you're not. No, it's a bit like the potatoes. I never really grow enough. Mm-hmm. Um, carrots to to store them um but i've never i mean i've kept them for sort of a short amount of time dry and they've been all right but um yeah i don't have any experience storing them long no term. no it's exactly the same with like the That's carrots really especially summer, carrots yeah. especially sorry they just get used up so quick do you know what i mean it's just like good handful you know like a good cake you think wow good batch handful and it's one meal do you know what i mean and it's like god it's awfully bloody carrots gone already and it's, you know <laughs> and it's such a thing where you sometimes like They'll not germinate. Then you get a late germination, so you've only got the one really better carrots in it. But do some do some varieties store better than others? Are the carrots the same as like? I do wonder. Yeah. Yeah, if he's growing right. a new um, variety, because I grew I grew those in my first year, the flyaway, and they did not last very long in the fridge. They they wow. they shriveled up really quickly. <laughs> <laughs> wow. really weird so it might it might be the flyaway variety is, is right. bred more for oh, well, resistance uh, and storage possibly that is then if, you know what I mean? so that's quite often you find that though when you've got um, a variety of a particular thing it might be a, a carrot or a beetroot or something that's got a specific quality then it suffers in the other qualities because it's been bred for that specific thing the other things tend to get bred out or become lesser so it could be that it's been bred to resist carrot fly, but now it's rubbish in storage. Mm. So he has a question then. What would you have, carrot fly, no carrot fly, or good storage? I'll come to Stephen first. Which one would you have? 
Oh, well, definitely no caraflies straight away because that just destroys it if they get in. Then mm-hmm. it's, it can be, no, it's horrible. It's horrible time. I know, I know. GB, see him? Well, it's really weird on our plot. I mean, I am famously bad at carrots. Okay, there's a few crops that I don't go on. But carrots, last year especially, I had like two. Um, it was terrible. But um, the ones that I have grown, the few that I have grown, have been carrot fly free. Uh, so maybe I should just get one that, that stores and tastes great and not try fly away again. Which so which carrots have you have you tried then with with a little with a tiny bit of success? Did you see a flyaway the, one? The um, I think Autumn King did quite right. well. Um, flyaway I did in my first year, and they they were to be fair the best ones I've ever grown on my plot. Um, but I think that was just some kind of weird luck. Um, but Autumn King have done okay, and the um, the little ones, uh, Chantelay, Ch- yeah, 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 those they they do okay. Jess, mm-hmm. any no thoughts? Is, is... No, just on varieties. Like the the carrot that um, I've had the best success with has been Touchon, and I've thought like over years that it's been oh it's just been a carrot year, you know, and then mm-hmm. I've gone back to growing other varieties because you keep getting free carrot seed on magazines and stuff you've got so many different varieties keep throwing them in the only ones that ever work for me are the touchon so i've got rid of all my other carrot varieties this year i'm just sticking See? with the one i know that one i'm, I'm uh, writing that one down write it, write it down just i actually grew grew touchon last year i grew uh touchon autumn king chantonet and i think the other one was the winter one eskimo uh, and they all did i've actually got touchon oh and a purple one as well I've Purple Sun or something, I think it was. Yeah, I tried that. Which, really oh. nice. <laughs> for anyone... He's, he's writing for... them all down. I'll, I'll send you a list later, Tony. Send, <laughs> send us the seeds. That'll do. The, yeah. other, the other one that I've grown the last two years was uh, Jean Obtuse de Daubes. Um, Don't spell that. A, yeah. <laughs> I can't say it. I think so. you're just, I think <laughs> you're just <laughs> making them up, so I'm going like... John, John obtuse in jaws. What's like John? John as in like yellow obtuse the dogs, but it's um it's a yellow carrot, but it um it, it didn't have great germination at all. Uh, but what did come up? Such a nice tasting carrot. It was really really right. nice tasting. Well, I'm I'm growing carrots with my stabilizers on. I'm using that tape, you know. Might <laughs> <with laughs> try some of that, honestly. I've got hey, honestly, it's like. It's like painting by numbers, and when you see the finished product, you go, hey, that's all right, that's all right. I did that, but you didn't really. But I've got, and I've got loads of them. I've got about seven packets there now, ready for. Jeez. Brilliant. I've got, I've got a new <laughs> one here, which, which I, haven't, I haven't tried before. This is oh, that one. I don't know if anyone's grown that and knows anything about that one. It's Australian. Oh. Australia. Right. Where did you get them? I know you got them from DT Brownwood. How did you how did you come by them, Steve? Can't remember. I just found them the other day. I was looking for those um, trifle tomatoes, which I found. Trifle tomatoes. Trifle. <laughs> black trifle. Mm. <laughs> yeah, black black trifle tomatoes. They're lovely. <laughs> which I did find. I've got about seven seeds, so you've got three more than me. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, so I don't know anything about that top waste. Oh, that's a that's new the, one. That's the Jean Obtuse, if that right. helps any. Oh, very oh, good. Right. Screen grab that. I would put you on the other one, <laughs> Jess, but so we can see clearly. But I'm, I'm, that button's marked in red at the moment. So <laughs> <laughs> it's it's I've blinking. done my close-up shot for today. Thank you. It's blinking <laughs> red, so don't touch that, Tony. <laughs> right, we've got. Um, Kevin Muldoon is asking from last week as well. Once your onion seeds, and this is a good question, this once your onion seeds begin to sprout, how long is it reasonable to wait for the last ones in the same tree to germinate? Now, I kind of came across this. You know how you get the odd one coming through, coming through. When do you kind of think that's enough? I need to kind of replant them. Now, just my thoughts was I would just leave it till as long as possible because that little tree, oh, I'm just going off. You know the little trays what I use are you know like eight inches by two inches and about two inches deep. I've left tomatoes growing in there till the, you know what I mean, and they look way healthier than the ones I've pricked out. So to be honest, I yeah. wouldn't me personally worry about the last few germination. Just let them all go well over 
the day yeah. you want to take them out. Do you know what I mean? Steve, what's your thoughts? Yeah, I'd do pretty much the same. If I needed to sew a second batch, just a new container, put that container, the first one, to one side. It's got a labelling. It doesn't matter if they start coming through, you know. But, I mean, in general, I mean, if if, you, if everything's right for, for those um, onions that come in the first place, they really should be up in a week, 10 days, uh, two weeks max. And if they're not up by three weeks, you can safely chuck them away, I would say, if, if you you know, short on space, that sort of thing. Um, but otherwise, I would just leave them to one side and get another tray on the go. I've had a terrible start with onions. I was going to say, that's what I was, I was going to pull you over there, because my onions have been perfect. They went the, the oh, yeah, Mr. Peter Perfect with his south face yeah. in the window there, just Germany. But you said, come crashing down in April, don't you worry. <laughs> <laughs> Everything, just like moldy failures. But you did say, Steve, yours have just started to come through from yes. your Boxing Day sewing. No, that's from a, um, a fourth sewing, I think. I think I've had three, maybe four different types of seed, and I've either done four, maybe even five sewings different ones and some have just refused point blank to come up some trays have had like two or three onions out of sowing maybe a hundred seed in there uh, so I've just had really 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 poor results and no um, no reason why I can I can find you know normally the bulletproof you sow them walk away come back there they are uh, but this year has been a real struggle and were they all new seeds Steve were they yeah, they're all new seeds. I've got some right. from Robinson's. I've got some from a, a good eBay uh, dealer that I know. And some were, some seeds were from last year. The first seeds I sowed were actually from last year. So you could say not fresh seeds as well. But um, hopefully we're getting the seed supplier sorted out for that. Right, right. For, for next year. We have. Um, freezing tomatoes David David Bruff is asking on the subject of freezing when freezing tomatoes do you freeze the whole tomatoes now I know Audrey would kind of jump at this question because she does freeze a lot of tomatoes I've froze them and I just freeze the whole lot so yeah, I kind of yeah. get like a nice freezer bag fill that up squash as much air out as possible and just put it in and then when they come out you know it, it comes out as a big kind of wet red blot of tomato but i use that as the source do you know what I mean so whatever you freeze you kind of got to use it when it comes out yeah. jb i mean you've had some good success with tomatoes what's your uh, <laughs> sometimes i tend to freeze them whole yeah. um which might not be super space efficient but then if you just drop them into um boiling water um the skins just come straight off um, and it's super easy then to just kind of mash them up and do whatever you want with in a sauce or, or what have you. Mm-hmm. Um, in a nice hot, chill, nice hot chili sauce, JB. I hope <laughs> yeah. you watched my video. You I did, I did, kinda, did. Yes, I hope you watched my video <laughs> on how to make a chili sauce. I'll teach you a thing or two, lad. Don't you worry about You just, you just watch me, lad. I'll show you, show you how to kind of make a chili sauce. Not so. <laughs> Steve, do you freeze tomatoes? Being a, like a, a chef, is that something you would kind of do? Yeah, uh, is it sinned uh, upon? Well, no, not really. If you need to preserve something and you want to do it quick, then just get them in the freezer. I mean, JB said there, take, take them out and put them into hot water and the skins come off. I find once you've defrosted frozen tomatoes, the skins will come off anyway. But, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, no, no reason why not. Jess, what about you? Are you freezing? It's not very space efficient, freezing them whole. But I've tried a lot of different ways. I've chopped them and, you know, put them in a moolie or whatever and tried to mash them up. But actually, it just just seems to be better to just freeze them whole. But I I don't bag them up before I freeze them. I lay them on like a tray and freeze them so that they're not squashed together. And then once they're frozen, I bag them all up. And then you could just take one at a time, however many you want out of there. And they, Yeah. yeah. They work really well. So you've got like almost like little red like snooker balls, kind of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. So yeah. The only way I did it, and actually I did it once, did it, and it was a Jamie Oliver method. And there was no freezing involved, but you just put it 
with garlic, with, I can't remember if there was olive oil in as well, but there was basil, and you just put them in jars, like raw, and just kind of put them all in and then sealed them, boiled them, like sealed them in like a, you know, like a boiling water, you know how you kind of, kind of soak them in boiling water, to yeah, leave them in storage. Like hey, and like the garlic and the, the basil mm. just infused right, and it was the perfect sauce ready to make a bolognese sauce or a good kind of good chili sauce watch that video JB. <laughs> i mean i must admit i i don't do a great deal of freezing hold tomatoes i only do that as a last resort if i haven't got time because in general i will either make a soup or i'll make a sauce and freeze that because you know as jesse was saying you save so much space by doing that and you've got a ready-made sauce you just pour it out take a frozen block of sauce out and throw it in the dish and you know you're done nice and easy and simple jess if there was if there was one veg that you're keen to freeze what what would it be what is it what like one that i'd like to be able to no eat just like one that you're kind of you it's it's a it's a steer but like you always freeze that one if you grow it Raw beans. I was gonna. I was gonna say beans for the kind of such an easy thing. Yeah, I, I, this year is the first year actually I've managed to freeze French beans successfully. Often they blow, you know, and they're just not a nice texture when you come back to them. Yeah. Um, but I got them. I got them right this year, <laughs> uh, which was nice because I've been eating them like the last couple of weeks. I kind of rediscovered them in the bottom of the freezer and uh, <laughs> and this week, and they are. So what? What do you mean <laughs> Did by? Did you blanch them? Sorry. Sorry, did you blanch them or did yeah, you? Yeah, just... I blanched them, and I've tried yeah. it before and blanched them, and it ha- it hasn't worked. They, but I think what I didn't do was dry them well enough. So when I blanched them this time, I blanched them, and then I like properly patted them down. And when they were really hot, I laid them out on kitchen roll, so that all yeah. of that water evaporated, and they were really, really dry when I froze them, and they were really fantastic. I think I've done it too wet. So is that what yeah, you mean by blow? That the water's freezing and then it just kind of pops up. You know, goes mushy, yeah, yeah. When you defrost them, they've got like a like not a very nice texture. It's not like that really nice crunchy. So you have to kind of put them when they're not very nice frozen. You know, you try and hide them in soup and stuff because <laughs> <laughs> you don't really want them. But the, the ones that I did this year because they were so dry when I froze them, you can actually just put them back in the hot water and eat them as like a vegetable yeah. on there. You know, they're really worked well right. it's picking them at the right time really they, yeah. they want to be firm on the plants as opposed to a little bit over as well so actually talk about preserving as well it's sophie allotment newbies asking to anyone can you can i use glass jars i've saved for preserving jess yeah i would think so mm-hmm. yeah. i guess just put them in a pan of boiling water uh, same yeah. same game yeah, yeah. Boil, yeah. boil them to sterilize them long as well, sterilized. Actually, last, year, last year we did actually try doing you know the beautiful like italian beans where they're all lined up beautifully around the oh, edge yeah. like that. we've still got them in the cupboard we're too we're too like they're too pretty to open at the moment so we haven't haven't gone near them <laughs> so, how are they, what are the what are the are they in they're in a jar then jess just talk through they're in a jar in water in a brine or something like yeah, in a brine, in like a right. salt water. Right. Uh, yeah. And then and then you'll take them out and cook them, or we just have them raw. Do you know I haven't got a clue. I'm gonna when I do <laughs> eventually open one, I'll I'll see what's going on. Um, they're so beautiful. It's like you know when you walk into like an Italian deli and there's just all this magnificence on the wall of like perfect little garlic cloves in olive oil and stuff. <laughs> I've got like a tiny corner of my larder that looks like that, and I'm really reluctant. Oh, <laughs> Jess, I remember watching, I think... We're Instagrammable. I remember watching yours, <laughs> Jess. Brain. Yeah. Sorry, I was, I'm jumping in there. I'm Sorry. saying, Jess, I remember one of your videos where you, you, you um, shelled broad beans. And I tried it. What a faff on. I thought, you know what, I'm just going to eat them. Baby. Double pudding. Sorry? Double pudding. Yes. You oh, did that double... Always, the... always double pod a broad bean. Oh, Worth man. it. I did it once, yeah. and it was like I think I might overcook them anyways because they were going. The odd ones were a little bit popping out, a little bit mushy, and I was thinking oh, this no. is not for but me. Whole beans on toast when they've been double podded is probably one of the nicest things to eat <laughs> on the planet. So good, bit of feta cheese on top, some wild garlic. Mm, best. 
Hey, old fella, you've got to run for your money there. There's a chef, there's a young chef telling you what to do. Huh? Hey, everyone's got to eat. Everyone's got to learn how to cook the food. <laughs> Not about like, meeting two veg meals. There's a toast. <laughs> fancy I keep, I keep trying to do about, like eat, using up produce. And it's only when you start doing something like that that you realise like the trend in, in how you eat. And I eat a lot of stuff on toast. Like... <laughs> But all of these videos, like raw beans on toast. Oh, cauliflower on toast. It's like, <laughs> I can't really make that yeah. many videos about that. So <laughs> is the bread, Jess, we'll just get, is the bread like fresh, like you cut your bread or is it sliced white bread you're doing this toast on? Or is it a nice sourdough? Well, no, it's like, a, it's a good, it's a good bit of bread. It's a good bit of bread. You have to, <laughs> not like uh, Hovis or something, but. Right. Mike's allotment is asking us, when should we be sowing shallots and leek seeds? He's already sown his, his onion seeds on Boxing Day. When for shallots and leeks? Stephen, what do you think? March for the uh, shallots, probably the same for leeks, really. Yeah, I, I would go with mid to late March for both, really. Could you, could you, if you want to do, sneak them early, or does it not, does it not help any, gain anything? If you're, I'm if asking you're as a devil's advocate. Come on, man. No, I'm you're the... not. You're asking for yourself. You're looking for me <laughs> to say, you go ahead, Tony. Then later in the season when they fail, you can say, you told me to sow them. <laughs> That's what you're looking for. No, it, it, there's just no benefit sometimes to, to sowing things too early. Um, it is what it is, you know. I mean, if if you mm. want to go early, you can go early. But with things like leek, if if you go too early, then they're going to go to seed early. But, you know, and really, with leeks, what you want, ideally or traditionally, is your leeks to sit there all winter. Well, if they've all gone to seed, then they're not much mm. cop, you know. Why? Just don't it? rush. You know, take your time. You've got a whole gardening year ahead of you. You know why? No why I kind of ask these because it's. It's so easy, though, to have a failed germination, have another one, and then you've lost your time, and it's like you seem to be scrabbling with time. But, yes, but that's why... gardening. That's gardening. That's what it's all about. It's not about just growing. It's about being in your garden, isn't it, Stephen? Just it's about, about being out in your garden, successes, failures, picking it up, learning from it, trying something else, you know. But... You can go to extremes, you can go too far, and you can go too fast and get yourself in all kinds of trouble. Patience, you know, just need a bit. Go there and sit down like JB does with his cup of coffee, mm. you know. Sit down, enjoy the garden. Shout out You'll be in such a rock, man. <laughs> well, we have come to the top of the hour already. Bang, Woo. there we go. Tips of the week, Jess. Have you got? Oh, <laughs> quickly, quickly, Google. Yes, Google. Google. <laughs> I'll tell you what, I'll go to Stephen because Stephen, I know, has got one. I'm sure he, he has one. There we go. <laughs> yeah, it's a good time of the year, especially when it's raining. Um, if you're down your allotment or in your garden, just if it is raining, get yourself into your shed or into your greenhouse or tunnel and sharpen your tools. Um, everything goes blunt over a season. Things like your secateurs, give them a good oil and clean the blades off because over a year of pruning with secateurs, they get covered in sap. So if you clean all that sap off the blades, use an alcohol-based cleaner if you've got one or scrape them off or a bit of wire wool. We get them nice and clean. They'll work better and then you work better because of it. Sharpen your spades and your hose, your secateurs, your grass cutters, anything like that. Even your pocket knife. There you go. Well done. Wise words again. Jess, are you ready now? I can, I can nope. give it a go. <laughs> um, I think probably my biggest uh, thing that happened to me this week was I potted up my chilies, and uh, where the uh, like shelving unit is, is right next to the French doors with curtains. So I had them all blocked off because they've got their own lights on them. I potted them all up and then left a gap in the curtains. Oh, where's this camera? There, a gap. Ooh, a gap in the curtains and um <laughs> it uh there's nothing in our house is hermetically sealed like there's a lot of draft 
and all of the chilies that were in that draft line just keeled over. Oh, wow. Never. Not in space again. They, they just were like immediately. You could see the you could see the line. So when you've just potted something up and they're a bit vulnerable, just be really really careful with them. Don't leave them in a draft. Doesn't go well. I mean, Way they have actually, but the two that were at the very front haven't. They've they've gone. Mm. So chilies no. are fickle things, mind you. Like I say, especially like repotting and potting. They just do seem to like kind of cry out and wilt. Then they see the pick back up, but. Fickle, fickle. It's quite amazing to see like this whole tray of chili plants that have just been done, and just this like path straight through the centre. And I said, "What the hell has happened? I don't understand." And it was yeah, it was just that little tiny gap. So yeah, don't leave and your are, are they are they wrecked? Then they're gone, are they? No, the two at the front, the two at the front, I don't think are going to pick up. The rest of them, after I'd closed the curtains and they're kind of warmed up from the lights, they they got their act together. But right, those right. Good. Close shave. GB. Tip of the week. Uh, oh, I was going to ask you, Jesse. Uh, is is the potting up of your chilies in your next video? Have you filmed? Yes. It? <laughs> well, I will yeah. watch with interest. Um, yeah, no, I'm just I'm intrigued to see them because um, it seems like they're rocketing away. But my tip of the week um, is one for if you're growing in module trays. Um, but it's it's a good tip for when you're doing different varieties of stuff. So you can see I've got the grow lights on behind me. And I have scores of varieties of chilies. Uh, there's going to be aubergines in there as well. At some point, I'm going to be mixing up different varieties of tomatoes. Um, and what you will find quite often is that different seed varieties will germinate at different times. And when you're trying to control the temperature or the conditions in a module tray, it can be really frustrating because a seedling needs something very different from uh, a seed. Um, and a great little tip that I've um, discovered is once you start getting things germinating you've got to take propagate a lid off you know get a bit of airflow on there and to keep the moisture in on the other modules what i've started doing is using little shot glasses on the modules to basically keep them nice and humid and then once you start to see them germinating you can just lift your little shot glass off jb so I, i'm sure i've seen a little photograph you've posted that in the kind of, and i was wondering what that is so that's like a little yeah. baby incubator for one exactly seedling. yeah yeah, it keeps a little I've bit more I've got huge in. concerns about that. I've got a huge <laughs> concern. I have. A 40-module tray and you've got two seedlings coming up. What the heck are you doing with 38 shot glasses in your house? <laughs> what sort of a life are you leading? <laughs> we picked up, like, I don't know, 40 right, or something God. the other day for a quid. <laughs> That's the job. <laughs> so, JB, is germination going all right? Because you got off to a rocky start with a little snail. Is germ- oh, I tell you what, I was really worried about my chilies. Um, a lot of them took three weeks um, to start showing. Um, we're on to day 29 now, I guess, and there's still some that haven't germinated, but that I've got hope for because some of the other seeds have germinated. Um, so it just took a really long time. I've got Chinen's chili peppers in there at the moment, and they can... It's normal for them to take two weeks, um, but they were, you know, getting on for three, and I was really starting to get a little bit worried. But See, that's uh, what—that's yeah, what you know, like Steve mentioned. Though it, it sharp goes over. Do you know what I mean? Like one week, two weeks, and then you kind of, yeah, you know, you, you miss out, and then you, you you're scrabbling to catch up, especially like say chilies. You know what I mean? Like, there are some things that, yeah, it is sometimes worth getting a head start on, and I, that's what I do say about the chin and stuff. I haven't got the rest of my main main chilies sewn just yet. They're going in very soon in the next few days. But, uh, yeah. Well, there we go. There we go. A fantastic show. Jess, have you picked a winner for our micro greens kit? We'll get that sorted out. If you have a little winner from the from tonight's audience, live audience. Do I do I have to pick it at random? Because I just was thinking, oh god, I've got to choose a comment, and I just scrolled upwards and uh, into like a third upwards and i think probably my favorite comment of the of the session was toast is a magnificent vessel <laughs> <laughs> i think i think that was the there you go now you kind of get better than that for a yeah. girl that eats quite a lot of toast who said it oh a liane right yeah. very nice right if you give us that um Congratulations to him. We'll get. <laughs> we'll get uh, yeah, and we'll get that microgreens kit to you there, and you will have a 
four beautiful sprouting microgreens within a couple of weeks of sowing them. Mine, mine are all up. They're all done. I've harvested one. I'm going on my second batch of my peas there now, and there's two more to harvest there. I just loved it, to be honest. It's, um, That's so good. It, it, it Tony, will throw in, Tony will throw in a signed photo as well, won't you, Tony? <laughs> you, actually, you could get, we'll throw in a um, certificate, you know, a Potty Mouth Garden Club level one junior yeah. certificate. No expense spared on this show. No expense. <laughs> I'll email you the P- PDF. No expense spared. <laughs> right then. Well, that, that's it. That's it. That's it. So I want a big thank you to Jesse. And before we go, let me just show you. Please pop over to Jesse on Patreon Woo! there. Ooh. You can get a gin and tonic for seven fifty a month or a pint or a bottle of wine for Jess. That would be fantastic if you can. <laughs> that would be very, I'm sure... Jess would love that if you kind of popped over there and did that. If you popped over also to Stephen on his Patreon page, yeah, it's only three fifty. Three fifty. That's all it is for that old fella there. He's got twenty-two already. And the the, the young lad there is he's catching up. There, he's catching up. Pop over to JB's. And how many JB's got nine? Come on, please help JB out there. He's feeling behind. Would <laughs> all the good. Membership. <laughs> what was that, Jess? You've got, you've got such sensible gardening-related membership levels. Like... They are, aren't they? They're very thematic. Yeah. <laughs> the most important thing, though, is to go and watch my latest video. That would be nice. <laughs> oh, God. Not a... Yeah, yeah. not a... Not a... Jesse, JB, Steve, thank you very much. It's been an honour to have you on this week. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you, everybody, for coming. Questions, and we'll get the little prize over to Leanne. See you again. Take care. Cheers, everyone.